Hello, and welcome to the long-awaited episode 8 of Big Trouble in Little China. It's, uh, it's been how many months, Brittany? Four? Four months? It's been, it's been, it's been three. Three months, yeah. Did, did we record at the end of April or the beginning of May? It, it was the end of April. End of April. Yes. <laughs> you know. it's, so it's been a minute. It is uh, third week of July. <laughs> Uh, you know. I mean, maybe. listen, things happen. People die. They have to wait a little bit to be reanimated. And here we are. Yeah, we both were dead. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it was tragic. Uh, all those uh, other podcasts that I was on, those were, post- those were all posthumously recorded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I figured it was about time to start talking about some music because a lot there's been a lot of music uh, the past couple months that I've listened to at least a lot of hip hop music at least. Um, oh, man, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, this off this this uh, episode is uh, we don't have any specific albums uh, we're going track by track on or just breaking down. Uh, it's going to be more of a celebration of the first half of the year. But before we do that. Uh, Let's go over our homework, our long-awaited homework from <laughs> the end of April. We had uh, lots of time to listen yes, to it, and I can of, say that at least one of us didn't. Uh, <laughs> I've, we'll start with mine, my homework that Brittany uh, assigned to me to broaden my horizons. It was Haim, uh, H-A-I-M, uh, Days Are Gone, their debut album, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 2013, I think, is what the year came out? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, And uh, you know what, Brittany? This is probably at least the second best thing you recommended to me for homework, I would say. It's between this and that Paris album in terms of albums that I've enjoyed that you've you've given to me. Oh, okay. This is a solid pop pop rock album. I... uh, I generally really dug it. I felt I feel like there is a bit of a lull in in the middle of it, but I think the uh, the falling forever and the wire are all all fantastic, catchy. If if a little longer than I think they should be, I feel like they took off like twenty thirty seconds from each song. I would I'd like them a little more <laughs> because uh, I I just felt I I started to notice this, like I I just started to notice that it was it was still on at some point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like for my pop, you know, I just want uh, in and out. That's what I want for my pop, pop my pop music. I think uh, part of that is because um, if you listen to, especially particularly Falling, um, like a live iteration of it, it's one of those songs that they kind of draw out even more and it can sometimes push like closer to six minutes. Um, because even though they are, I guess, these days considered more of like a pop type thing they still try to do like the classic rock where they they turn it into like a jam kind of so i don't know if if they debuted the songs as the longer version and then had to record them and shorten them down and then didn't really do that good of a job um (laughs) this that's all i can really think though i have heard that they're they sound different quite a bit different live than they do on the on albums uh, sure. yeah, I've heard that they're it sounds way more rock oriented live than than the yeah. the albums sound way more poppy, so more engineered, I guess. So it seems weird to me that they would that they would feel le- even even still unedited when it's uh, like a more engineered sound. Which is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like it's a pop rock, so you know it's going to be engineered. Uh, I, I, think- I actually think that they would be a band that would benefit from 
recording as full band. I know that they would never do that, but I've, I've seen them live twice now, and both times I always go and listen to the recorded music afterwards, and I'm like... <sighs> This is still really good, but it's not as good. And so in comparison, it's a little disappointing. That's not to say that I don't love the music. I do. But once you see them live, you kind of can't appreciate them recorded as much as you did before. Uh, Okay. Um, I've not I have not seen them live personally, so I can't. I've just this is what I've heard about them. So I was just I was curious uh, I don't uh, dislike any songs in here, I wouldn't say. Uh, uh, a few songs that didn't really stick with me, like If I Could Change Your Mind and like Don't Save Me, I want to say, didn't really stick with me. Uh, I really like, I think my favorite, though, is My Song 5. I would say that was, that's the heaviest song in the album. It kind of oh, remi- it kind of reminded me of my favorite, of some of my favorite St. Vincent tracks, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Uh, then I, I really dug it. And... Uh, uh, running if you call my name is a solid ballad to end on um yeah i've i dug it it was i was surprised i was surprised by how much i liked it i'm gonna be real i'm uh, surprised about how much you liked it because here i'm yeah. thinking months later i'm gonna come in here and listen to you slam this album which is like i i think it's fair to say it's one of my favorites of all time but i'm i'm very happy with that <laughs> yeah it was good i I immediately liked it too. As soon as I put it on, I'm like, I was like, huh, this is uh, not bad. All right, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm I'm not the huge, the biggest pop person, but you know, I enjoy a little pop every now and then, and uh, this this did it for me. I would I'll have to say, uh, and you know, it's nice to listen to to get a few another a different sound in your ears every now and then. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's all I got to say, though. I just I, I felt like being positive, you know, and it was, it was I, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely pleased. I expected way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Good job, Brittany. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Good, good I, job, I made it myself. <laughs> if you're listening, Heim, good job. Your debut is good. It's, uh... they, they're definitely listening because they want to know about what we think about this album and definitely not the one that came out last year. Um, I have. I've heard I've heard less than good things about the second album. Uh, yeah, that since we may be making disappointments later on, that was a pretty big disappointment for me last year. Some of the songs have grown on me, but I feel like at least half the album is super forgettable, and I really don't go back and listen to it a whole lot. Mm. But um, yeah, I, Days Are Gone is still something that I listen to on regular rotation still to this day. Yeah, it's good. I I can understand why. There's there's some good playlist songs out there for sure. Um, all right. Uh, I think I think you're up, Brittany. Oh man. All right. So three long months ago, John recommended for me to listen to Section Eighty by Kendrick Lamar. Kung Fu Kenny uh, himself. <laughs> so, oh man. All right. So. I had told him earlier in the day that I listened that I actually never got around to listening to this album. And then once I went and listened to it today, I remembered that I did listen to it. I just didn't enjoy it. So I guess I kind of blocked it out. Yeah. Um, There are a couple of songs that I do like on here. Um, but for the most part, there just wasn't really anything that stuck with me. Um, Fuck your ethnicity is a great opening track. It's very Um, good. It's 
just generally a great song. I like the message behind it and everything. Um, and then the other song that I really liked was No Makeup. Um, I, I also, expected that. I didn't expect yeah, that. I mean, and I also like the, the message, uh, you don't have to get drunk to have fun, because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. So that resonated with me, obviously. That theme um, will come into play in his albums later on, too. But uh, I mean, that, that would be, yeah. Yeah. That would be good to hear. Um, I mean, all around, the, the album's not bad. I mean, it's definitely solid, but as far as the type of music that I enjoy listening to, it's just not really something that's in my wheelhouse. Um, so I wouldn't say that any of the songs are bad. It's just, like I said, not something I'm really going to go back and revisit. Um, the only song I can say that I absolutely hated is, uh, Keisha's song. Wow. Really? Okay. That's one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Something about the feature on there really bothered me. I didn't like the guy's voice who's in the song. Um, I forget his name. So, uh, it's a soul feature. Yeah. Um, It just, I forget too. Yeah, uh, it was one of those songs, like, as soon as I heard it, because like I said, I kind of forgot that I listened to this album, I heard this and I was like, this was part of what ruined it for me the first time I listened to it. I don't know why. I mean, you said it's one of your favorites, that's a little surprising. It's, it's, it's but... because it's just, it's such an, a vivid story. It's such a good rap story, and it tells, like, about Keisha and, and her life and death, unfortunately, in the, in the song. And even the way it ends with him uh, telling his little sister the story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the weakest tracks on this album were like Tammy's song and Keisha's song, and then also the Chapter Six and Chapter Ten, which I feel like is weird because it's just two of basically the same thing. They're um, interludes, essentially. Yeah, they just I don't know. Those were the ones where I felt like if I were to go back and listen to the album again, I would definitely skip those four. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this doesn't make me not want to listen to Kendrick again. I know that this is something a little bit older. When did this come out? In like 2011? 11. I say 11. Yeah. Um, I know that he just started really gaining popularity in recent years, which not to be that person, but when it comes to hip hop, I tend to like the stuff that is a little more mainstream, I guess. No, I no, I totally understand. Uh, um, I did not expect you to like this album very much. I think I said that when I signed it. Recommended it anyway. That's it's it's because it's Kendrick's discography is very interconnected. In the st- there are a lot of stories and references in each album from previous albums uh, that are more effective if you've heard them if you heard them previously. And it's also interesting to hear Kendrick's evo- evo- evolution as an artist. Uh, his he. I mean, his next out al- his uh, next album came out in 2012. It's only a year later, and it. Um, he blew up. It was the one that blew up. It's the one that made him Kendrick Lamar. Uh, what was that one called? Uh, Good Kid, Mad City. And you'll listen to it eventually, and I think you'll like it more. I also don't think you'll love it, There's, but I think you'll like more songs from it than you like uh, this do, one. I mean, let's be real. Do you think I'm going to love any of his albums? Uh, I think you might like Damn quite a Damn is his most accessible album. Mm-hmm. It's his most recent one, and it's... Um, yeah, it is the has the most uh, radio... Uh, singles on it I want to say and yeah it's just his easy like I have a friend who could not get into Kendrick Lamar who's a big hip-hop fan and we got we argued about it all the time uh but Dan was the finally the one that that uh turned him to the good to the, to the light side to the good side uh <laughs> and it's okay John if you want to say the right side you can say the right side it, it is the right side of history is like is acknowledging <laughs> that Kendrick Lamar is an incredible artist uh, but yeah, there, it's gonna be. 
I think I even told you before that I, I was pretty confident you would not like Kendrick's music as much as you'd like Kanye's music, even though Kendrick's Which a bit of Which is fucking yeah. crazy, because yeah. that's actually something I was just going to mention. I was hoping to like this more than I liked the uh, Kanye that you've maybe listened to so far, because, again, we're talking about two very different people. Yes, Kendrick two is very a different messages. very... Very, uh, he does it for the culture, as the saying is. He is, you know, he's he he works very hard. Uh, I, I guess I guess the problem for me with um, music that, like I said, isn't typically my genre. I go for something that is more catchy and has like a good hook to it than something that is like very message heavy. Um, because I, I listen to it more passively, so the lyrics are not as important to me as the instrumental. Yeah, and that's why, because Kanye is more of an artist, uh, is more of a generalist all-around musician. Uh, Kendrick is a rapper's rapper. He is, uh, he, he is a, for, he is pure hip-hop. Kanye is a little bit of everything. Uh, so, or, yes, that's, yeah, I want to say, uh, especially, (laughs) especially later in his career, like, uh, his, uh, middle career Kanye is probably the most poppy. Um, yeah, we haven't even got to the pop Kanye yet, if we're being honest. I mean, and I yeah. think we've already discussed that I, ha- I I kind of anticipate what's going to be my favorite of them all. I have my own opinion on what's going to be your favorite. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I did not expect you to like this album this much. That much. Uh, it's very lyrical. It's not even. It, I mean, it's my least favorite Kendrick album, for being honest. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like it's, I like it. A whole, I think it's very good, but it's still my least favorite Kendrick album because it, it does, it has the le- it has the most skippable songs in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I love Spiteful Chant. I think that's my favorite song in the album. Spiteful Chant. Um, it's just, it's just a good fuck you song to people you don't like. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a real good fuck you song, and I like it a lot. I mean, I'm all about being petty. I think we know this already. Uh, but yeah, it's I. I wanted to give Kendrick the same treatment as I was going to give you with Kanye, um, just because their discographies, I think, are the closest to perfect. Um, Kanye's recent stuff is more for debate among people, but uh, Kendrick has yet to miss, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, even when, especially because my favorite Kendrick album, is, I'm almost positive going to be your least favorite one. <laughs> I'm almost. Oh. I, I am almost <laughs> positive that you're not gonna like it, but it's it's a fucking important album in history, and you, you so it's a. Very, I'll, I'll take your word for that right now. Yeah. That's about all I can do. Yeah. So that's 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 enough of that though. Well, there'll be more time to talk about uh, K. Dot King Kendrick, Kung Fu Kenny, Kendrick Lamar himself. Oh my <laughs> uh, God, all right. <laughs> in the future. Uh, so. Yeah, we uh, for this episode since it's been fucking three months since we've recorded one. Uh, we I was thinking about should we just talk about some stuff and there's like a lot of stuff happened. Like uh, I mean, fucking Childish Gambino released the music video of the year in May with This Is America, which took over the fucking internet for a few weeks. Um, Kanye, we talked about Kanye and then his albums, his, and then the, the month of Kanye happened in, mu- in music. And, That's uh, actually something I wanted to hear your opinion on because obviously I did not listen to any of that. So I wanted to yeah, know if yeah. it was any good. Um, I want, uh, in my opinion, he he went three for five out of the five albums that came out, which is fucking pretty good in my opinion. Also, in my opinion, I 
really, really enjoyed a couple of them. Uh, I enjoy Yeah, so... And I'm going to... My list is going to reflect that of, when we get to it. Um, but yeah, it, I was concerned going in. And he, I think for the most part, um, I was satisfied with, uh, with, what, with what was given to me. Uh, <clears throat> it made each week uh, fun, too, because I had an album to look, for, to, listen, to look forward to listen to every week. So... <laughs> And, and they were seven. They were all seven songs long, so they were like twenty-minute commitments. Even if you didn't like it, so uh, and also it's it's weird because that leaves so little room to fuck up. Like you can't really have a bad song on a twenty-minute album. Um, but also it's it's uh, you have to you have to have a, a very a perfect mix to make it a a, a great album because. Uh, you have to that because la- that last song has to grab you and like oh I want to all right let's start it over it has the last song has to, first song has to grab you immediately and then the last song has to grab you also that you want to you just want to re- replay it over and over again because I mean it's the seven song album is the replay value is what determines how good it is so yeah I was very pleased with it overall that's uh, actually a little surprising I just thought I, I most of the time think that. Uh, quality over quantity is the most important thing and it seemed like he was just going for the most shit possible just to get the most money it's, it's, it's ironic because he went quantity in albums uh but he went quality over quantity on, on the actual like the but the the sheer amount of albums was quantity but the but he focused on quality for the, for the actual content it was a weird combination because mm, uh, okay. they're like i said they're all seven songs long so um yeah uh i it was it was a mixed reaction. I, I'm I'll always be curious as to what the reaction to the album would have been if he hadn't done his whole thing the month prior. Uh, if people would have liked them more than they did, I'm sure. I honestly think they would have, and it created a bias, which is fair in a way. I mean, he did it himself. It just wasn't everything. He said it, he didn't have to say any of the shit he said. That dumbass shit he said, but he did. Oh, and we've already talked several times now yes. about uh, yeah, separating I, the art from the artist. And yes, it's a, and it was. Uh, I eventually just did that and enjoyed the music. So, especially because the content didn't really reference that other shit, honestly. So it was, it wasn't too hard to listen to. Uh, yeah, there's been albums here and there that I'll mention, but yeah, it's oh, also Brock Hampton. Who I haven't talked about too much, but I enjoy their music. I know Britney doesn't like them, but uh, they got one some of the, good stuff. <laughs> one of the <laughs> their uh, yeah, their, their discography, their like discography is pretty large for how short the time they've been around. Because I mean, they put out three albums last year, so that'll do it. But uh, and they have a very varied sound. That I feel like it, they kind of have a little something for everyone. In a way. I, I still just in, I'm still so confused by them being marketed as a boy band. I don't understand. Hey, well, it, uh, it's, it's funny because I was like that too, and then I realized like later in their later albums, there's a lot of just like tracks that are straight up boy band tracks. For being honest, uh, <laughs> they're they're it's we it's like in the, but there's some hip hop tinge to it. Some are just without any hip hop in there at all. But there's a few that are like hip hop like Rental is kind of like a hip hop tinged boy boy band song. It's pretty that I really like. Uh, also, I feel like there's definitely more than one song that's referencing One Direction members, which is very strange to me. There, 
there are a bunch of dudes that met on the internet, so what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But I, what I wanted to say was that their, their new album's coming out, I think, pretty soon, next month of the month. It's you know, something like that. Um, but they had a big controversy with um, Amir Vaughn, Van, uh, the, who's the guy on all the covers of the, of the Saturation trilogy. The... Uh, um, and a uh, prominent member of the of the group, one of the more uh, standout voices from the group, he was the he had the deep the, he had the deeper rap voice, and he kind of his verses um, kind of broke up some uh, monotony in, in each each album each song that he was in. Uh, he is he was kicked out of the band. He was kicked out of the group for some. Previous acts that might have also still been ongoing. I'd, it's been a while since I looked into it, uh, involving a lot of emotional uh, abuse of uh, uh, underage girls he dated, um, and you know just the fact of underage girls in general. Uh, Brockhampton eventually made a statement that they felt uh, after they did their research into it, uh, they felt they had been lied to and they removed him from the group. No, I if I saw correctly, didn't they kind of scrap the album that was recorded with him and have to start from scratch? Uh, again? I want to say they have had to start some at some form or fashion. Say they have started from scratch. I don't know if they complete. It's a team effort. I want to say was the original album name. I don't know. What the, I don't remember what the new one's called. Uh, they put out some singles also since then. I have not listened to them yet. I've been kind of just waiting for the album. But uh, yeah, they 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 canceled all their tour dates after they announced that. And uh, went back, kind of just re- regrouped and uh, uh, delayed the album. So yeah, they've. Um, I I will say that uh, I respect their decision. I don't I don't know enough about the situation, obviously, to say whether. From what everything I've heard, I think they made the right call. But I'm not I'm not them. I am not the people that were allegedly hurt by Amir Van. I'm not Amir Van. Uh, but all the based on all the info I info I have, I think removing him from the group was the right decision. Uh, even well, though, obviously, because on top of that, I feel like a huge portion of their fan base is very young, and you don't need yeah, someone like that very, around. It's, it's very it's it's it appeal it's very appeals it appeals to teens. It's very appealing to to that generation that kind of mu- their music. Uh, so yeah, over and they're all super young anyway. So it's it. It's unfortunate, but they made the right call, in my opinion, at this point, uh, with the same bill I have. So I want to say that's all the big stuff. There's probably something else to here and there that you know, it's been a few months. But how about yeah. how about that Post Malone album that we didn't get a chance to talk about? <laughs> oh, I listened to that once. That really? Was, OK. Yeah, I listened to it all the way through once. Did not like it. I did not oh. hate it. I thought it was. Totally average. Um, thought it was more. I thought it was more post Malone, and I'm just not in the mood for more post Malone at this point in my life. So, <laughs> uh, Stony didn't, was. Didn't you like the first album though? I like. I like Stony. I have liked it less and less over time. Like it just. Um, yeah, just the songs just don't appeal to me that much anymore. I just don't. I don't. Um, but you know, I think. 
I mean, that album's, I think, still selling like fucking gangbusters. Oh, like, for still. sure. Uh, I think his entire tour was basically sold out, too. So, yeah, dude's doing yeah. the right thing, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's he's doing fine. <laughs> like, my opinion <laughs> on his music is not going to not gonna sway anyone, really. Uh, I'm still, I'm pretty sure it's still on, it's still charting like, in top 10 sales. Probably. Uh, so, uh, last time I checked. But, uh, yeah, well, so. for me, I... Honestly, I haven't listened to it a whole lot either, aside from uh, a couple songs, uh, which would be better now. Um, I think that's the catchiest song on the album, and Stay. Psycho's, Psycho's pretty catchy. <sighs> I don't I'm like that big, song. I, not, I don't really like Psycho <laughs> either, but it is pretty catchy. So. Um, but yeah, I think I maybe mentioned this before, or at least to you in just separate conversation, that I feel like post-best music is the stuff that's not really hip-hop um my favorite song from the first album was uh leave and now my favorite from this one is stay i'm guessing the two songs probably are supposed to be counterparts to each other um <laughs> it's really it's yeah. really deep it's really deep through line it's it's hard to it's hard to parse the depth of post malone's uh, but i feel like those are his two best songs and like stay in particular is not hip-hop at all it's not hip-hop it's not rap it's just a, a good pop song um i feel like that genre suits him so much better but the dude's smart he knows that hip-hop is the most popular genre out there now now here's the thing that people are definitely going to hate him for in the future when that changes he's gonna he's gonna just jump ship to whatever is most popular at the time i don't fault him for that because i feel like he probably can make decent music in a good amount of genres lord help me if he ever makes a country album uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would like to see him do maybe more acoustic stuff later. I'm not saying he has the best voice, but I feel like it's just more suited to him. I mean, fuck, wasn't he doing like Bob Dylan covers and stuff when people were first really discovering him? I mean, I assumed he just was sitting on a on um, in the middle of a college on next to a tree doing Bob Dylan covers and when he before we got popular. So yes, I believe he probably did that. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, yeah, he, he, I mean he's do, he's doing the uh, the singing rap thing, you know, the uh, that future and Drake uh, popularized. Um, it's funny cause I don't like I don't really like future or Drake either. But uh, the only artist that I like in that kind of so in that kind of genre is Young Thug, and he, Young Thug can't sing, and that's kind of why I love it because <laughs> <laughs> he just he just fucking he's so into it all the time, and he kind of uses his voice as, as, as an instrument also, and which if you once you kind of when you kind of figure that out too, it makes his music better. It's his lyrics are terrible, they're also that's also why I love them. But uh, anyway, I'll talk about Young Thug another some other time. Uh, yeah, it's. I it's just just doesn't do it for it all sounds kind of samey to me um the the lyrical content for how it's it's trying to be deep but like the things they're saying just aren't deep <laughs> so it's just it's oh weird. for yeah. his target yeah. audience it's deep as hell yeah, and I, I get yes that's true it's like future f- people think future is deep also uh and, and it's talking, so funny because I don't know this is a little off topic, but somebody uh, tweeted something the other day about how there's all these fake Post Malone accounts that are just talking about, like, again, all this shitty, stupid, lovey-dovey thing, and then it's like, actual Post Malone is meatball and fruit. Uh, 
I, people people are falling for this shit. He, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. He probably is a very smart guy. He probably is a deep guy, but he's not really out here making real deep. He's doing that fake deep shit that people are into these days. It's radio radio depth. Um, yes. And there is nothing wrong with making radio music. Like people, like that's the stuff that fucking gets you paid. So it is. And he's again, he's doing well. Um, it's a better album than fucking Drake's album, which I made it. I made it about five songs into and just gave up. Because uh, I was like, uh, I don't like Drake to begin with, and this is like an extra bad Drake album. So um, yeah, yeah, see, the only thing it's like I said, I'm still so behind on so much stuff. I do want to listen to the whole thing at least once, just because um, I'm not a huge Drake fan. I'm actually I kind of resent him a little bit just for the amount of times I've had to work at the uh, the famous Drake night here in Philadelphia. But um, Lights, one of my favorite artists of all time ended up doing a cover album of side B and I figured it probably wouldn't be appropriate for me to listen to that until I listened to the original songs first. That's so. the arm. That's the R and B side of the album. Ah, well, yeah. I, the one thing I can say is, um, lights voice is much more suited for acoustic. Um, I feel like when, uh, her stuff is recorded, a lot of it is just kind of a little overproduced and they mess with her voice too much, which is unnecessary. She has an amazing voice. So, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to listening to that when I have a second. Yeah, we can, we can talk about it. Maybe if you do that, maybe y'all listen, it's an hour and a half long. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my biggest problems with hip hop albums is they're just too damn long, you know? They tend to be long. Um, an hour is generally, I think, the uh, the, the cutoff after that. Starts, it starts to just feel really long. There are a couple that are fine. I also do, if if they have skits in them and shit, I don't count that. Um, I can kind of forgive it then. Although skits aren't super popular anymore in rap, they're pretty rare. Right. Uh, um, interludes and whatnot. But uh, but yes, if. Hip hop songs, a lot of a lot of five minute songs of hip hop. Let, let's maybe make it a point to uh, to suffer through that album if it is as bad as you say, and uh, listen to the Lights cover album as well and see how it compares. Which I don't know how I feel necessarily about that being your introduction to Lights, but I'm also not I'm also not generally a fan of covers, so we'll, well see. see. But then again, if you don't like the original, maybe you'll like a cover better. It's also weird. Uh, this is a side note that Nice for What it's on the R and B side of the album. I don't understand why it is. It's a hip hop song. <laughs> it's like it's a hip hop radio song, but whatever. Also, Ratchet Happy Birthday might be the worst Drake song I've ever heard in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty, and that's it's oh, it's bad. I mean, maybe it'll be like another uh, Justin Timberlake album for us, just to shit yeah. on for like yeah, fifteen maybe. minutes. Maybe I've just never liked I've I've never liked Drake's flow or rap voice or anything like that even, I, even the part where he doesn't write his own shit is you know if it if, at least if it, if it sounded good i wouldn't care but it's just nothing none of it has ever appealed to me uh but yeah we can we can we'll we'll talk we'll talk uh, after we record about doing that um now i guess uh, we can just move on to our mid-year list uh, we i i decided we will do a uh, a top five so far for the year um uh i thought five would be would be easiest i probably could have done a longer list but those uh i i just figured honorable mentions would be fine fine for that too um and Brittany's been very very busy so she has not she's a little behind in some stuff 
So I figured top five just to give people things to listen to. Um, also, it'll be able to highlight things that we haven't been able to talk about the last couple months. Um, oh, man, because here, <laughs> if you do not mind, I would like to... Or, how are we doing this? Are we going to go from, like, five to one, since I did go through the, the trouble yeah. of ranking yes. these? I was thinking we'd go back and forth five to one. Um, okay. Before we start, uh, I, if you have any on, on, honorable mentions, I don't I don't know if you do or not, if you wanted to make. Um, uh, I do. Um, one that I will mention, we've already talked about it in length, uh, is Vacation <laughs> in Hell by Flatbush Zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of the best albums that has come out this year. Um, again, because it's not necessarily my genre, it didn't really fit into my top five so far because there has been so much released. Um, but I mean, I love that album. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good. It, it, it's in my, in my honorable mentions as well. So it's, uh, yeah. Not- and I mean, I don't necessarily have like full length releases or anything like that to mention. There's a couple singles that have come out. Um, one in particular this week, uh, love it. If we made it by the 1975, um, I always have very mixed feelings about this band and I am still very adamant about the fact that they peaked at the song, somebody else, and they will never do better. Um, and there's actually a lot of people that would agree with me on that, but I also feel like the 1975 fans just kind of like whatever they do because they're just going to blindly support them until they disappear. Um, which another band that people do that with is 21 Pilots. I don't remember the names of those songs that came out recently, but I'm just going to let you know they were complete trash. Oh, the 21 Pilot songs? They were oh, bad? Oh, God, they were so bad. Yeah, <laughs> so and that's the thing, too, is, is I, I actually I tweeted something about, like, oh, I listened to the two uh, new 21 Pilot songs, and, you know, not shockingly at all, they were terrible, and I had a lot of people coming at me for that. I'm like... Uh, it is. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that was a really good song. Um, you, Me at Six is a band that I have probably seen dozens of times over the years working at shows where they've played, but I never paid them any mind until a friend told me about their new single. Uh, I don't actually know if it was a single or from their album uh, called 3AM, but I mean, I'm going to have to go back and listen to some of their music now because I like this song a lot. Um... But yeah, I mean, other than that, there's just been like a few singles here and there. Um, there's a new kind of like up and coming uh, duo called Slender Bodies. They had an EP come out somewhat recently that um, was really, really unexpected for me because I saw them open at a show I went to last month and it just struck me as very Glass Animals like. And I know that you're probably not familiar with them, John, but I'm not. I, I'm a pretty big fan of them. And this was comparable to that but they still had like their own style to separate them so i mean i to be honest like 2018 has not really been the best year for music for me so far um i was there with you until about last until last month i Uh like i said i got a lot of music last month to listen to that i really enjoyed um uh so i have a few i have a a chunk of honorable mentions here. Uh, we talked. You talked about Vacation in Hell. That was that's one that wasn't too close to my list, but I did I did enjoy that album. Um, I think it's a little long, way, a little longer than it needs to be. Um, but a lot of a lot of fun playlist tracks on there, like Chunky and Hello are, are both really good songs. Um, uh, J Rock's Redemption also solid. <clears throat> Not as good as his uh, his uh, previous album Nine Double O Five Nine. It's this one's a little a little more radio friendly. Uh, again, a lot of good playlist songs on there. 
just not a, didn't have a like a powerful through line or anything or any song. There's nothing that's super super stuck with me, but fun, fun album to listen to. Uh, we talked about Boarding House Reach, Jack White's album. You hated it. I really enjoyed it. Um, my favorite rock album so far that I've heard this year. And uh, uh, Kanye's Yay, his uh, most recent release, uh, honorable mention, uh, is very very divisive in, t- uh, in the fan base. Uh, some some hate it, some love it. I'm closer to loving it. Uh, I think that it has. It's a seven song album. So you can't have any skippables, and I think there are a couple that I might consider skippable. They aren't bad by any means. Uh, also, I think it it's his it's one of his most personal albums yet. It's uh, dealing a lot with his mental health issues. He's uh, his uh, he's been his bipolar disorder that he was recently diagnosed with, um, and so that's interesting there like i thought about killing you is a very interesting song it's that he's basically talking about um wanting to kill himself and uh so and it's an interesting song to start an album with but uh i don't think he goes deep enough with it in the in the with in the thing like i I wish the album was long it's one of the cases i wish the album was longer Uh, i think it'd be better if it was longer uh yikes and all mine are both super fun songs Super solid uh, Kanye songs. Yeah, it's 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 solid. It's towards the bottom of my list. I don't think it's terrible, like some people say it is. I, I don't. It's uh, some people said it's boring. I could I could see people finding it boring. I guess. Oh, also Ghost Town, which I do listen to, which you hated, <laughs> but uh, really weird uh, track with Kid Cudi and 070 Shake. A lot going on, but I really liked it. It has uh, some um, modern day indie rock um, inspirations to it, also. Um, but yeah, Yates. Uh, uh, I would say second to last, or my least favorite Kanye album, but still. But I'm a Kanye stan, so that's still I still enjoy it. So you know, a Kanye music stan, I should say. Saying I'm a Kanye stan has a different <laughs> different annotation. Uh, and finally, Year of the Snitch, Death Grips. This one was back and forth my number five. It was on there until I remembered another album, and I was like, I took it off. Uh, re- really good experimental stuff. I. Th- uh, there's a few tracks in there that I just can't get into though. Even uh, um, like shit show. It's, it's a mess of a song. It's a shit show of a song on purpose. <laughs> and but it, it, it uh, what they were going for doesn't do it for me. Uh, but there's some really good fucking shit. Uh, Death Grips is online. Fantastic opener. Streaky. Really catchy. Black Paint. Just one of my favorite Death Grips songs in general. I got into Death Grips very pretty much this year, uh, so it's been it, it was nice to get a, a new album uh, and just to see how their sound changes. They're always pushing the envelope. Uh, they're not for everyone. They're not for most people, honestly. <laughs> so it's there. Some people would probably describe, describe them as just noise sometimes, but they uh, they they do their thing. So yeah, good album in my opinion uh so yeah we want to we can do our top five now you want to start you want me to start start with them i mean i'll start um because there's not really a whole lot to say about this that hasn't already been said um for my fifth favorite of the year so far i would say uh little dark age by mgmt Mm. um i can't say that i'm still going through and listening to this from front to back but there's still quite a few songs that i pretty much put into every playlist i've made since it came out so um, catchy so. it, it is it really yeah. is yeah. um 
there is not ever going to be a time I feel like where when you die comes on and I'm going to be like, eh, I don't feel like listening to this. And I turn it off. Like <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yourself. Oh yeah. God. It's I so mean, good. <laughs> almost. I would say it's a contender for the lyrics of the year. Um, <laughs> I mean, if cupcake didn't already take that spot, but, um, <laughs> okay. Cake. But yeah. So how about your number five? Uh, this is uh, probably my the, my biggest surprise this year. Uh, no, that's not true. Never mind. Uh, it was surprise. I think I was more surprised based on the word of mouth before I was into it. Uh, Aesop Rocky's testing album that came out in May. Uh, I think this thing is fantastic. It's uh, not quite as good as at Long Last Aesop, his previous album, uh, but it's still him pushing the envelope and like creating, finding his his sound just ma- and. and ASAP has never been a very lyri- very very lyrical, but his he has a, a fantastic flow and his his beats are always just so fucking good and he has such an ear for for just music in general and he he's so willing to try different things like from the Distorted Records album which is just the Distorted Records track at the very beginning which is just heavy on bass or and Tony Tone which is him just going in over over a sick beat or the the kids are doing fine which is as weird it uses this weird sample from this Australian indie band uh as he sings over it it's a acid rap song through and through Wait, who? Wait, who was that sampling though? Because I feel like I recognize that name. Um, the kids, uh, the kids are doing fine. I think that's the name of the song he sampled too. But give me a second. Uh, I don't. I just. I don't know why. For some reason, that title sticks out to me. Um, the kids are fine. Or alternatively, I am mixing it up with something entirely different, which is not impossible. <laughs> It could be. Kids turned out fine. Uh, is it Good Morning? I believe is the name of the group. Um, yeah, I don't think I know them. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 acid rap. So it's just that re- it's it's uh, just one to like just zone out to, and it's just so melodic and it's so re- like repetitive in a way, but not an annoying way. Um, and it's 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 really cool. It's kind of similar to LSD off of a similar kind of route. He went with LS, the song LSD on the previous album. Um, also, it, Frank Ocean uh, comes in as uh, a feature in a couple tracks, and of course, he kills it because he's Frank Ocean. Um, <laughs> there, are, I think there are a few uh, tracks towards like the three quarter mark. They kind of lose me. Um, um, Guns and Butter and Brother Man don't really do it for me. Uh, I did like Praise the Shine uh, with Skepta. It's very, very Migos-esque, but it's a good Migos-esque song, which is, kind of, it's hard for people that aren't Migos to do a Migos song, for which is weird. But uh, yeah, it's it, it really it really surprised me because I it got, a lot of people just didn't like it. And I don't know, my sister didn't also, who's a big A-Type Rocky fan, doesn't like it. Um, I think it's his second best album honestly after after a long last asap so that's my number five uh all uh, right so for number four um i feel like i don't quite have too much to say about this yet just because the album has only come out i think either last week or the week before and i only just started listening to it the other day pretty much non-stop though is uh palo santo by years and years um 
I have loved years and years for about three years now, so not years that many years. years. <laughs> no, not that many. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that maybe they were going to have that issue where, um, you know, they have like that sophomore slump, and that's definitely not the case here. I mean, there's just a lot of really, really good songs like Up in Flames. Um, is definitely one of my favorite. Um, Sanctify, I think, was probably the first single they released. And when I initially heard it, I wasn't super crazy about it, which, again, made me worried for this album. Um, but now once I listened to it just as a collection with the rest of the songs, it made me understand it more. Um, it's just it's a, it's an album that I feel like I'm not going to be able to stop listening to for a good couple months, at least, unless something else ends up capturing my attention, which I don't really anticipate happening anytime soon. Um but yeah, just all around a solid album from front to back. I mean, there isn't really anything I would even skip, which is kind of surprising because um, while I did enjoy their first album a whole lot over the years, um, over the years and years, there's a couple songs that I just I kind of got sick of um, and ended up removing from my library just because it was the type of thing where if it was if it came up on shuffle, I wouldn't be in the mood to listen to it. So I turned it off. Um but yeah, so that is my number four. All right. Uh, my number four is Pusha T's Daytona, the leadoff album of the the uh, month of Kanye. <laughs> and uh, this album is special for a few reasons. Um, first off, it's just really fucking good. It's Kanye is on his A game with the beats from the, on this one. Um, it... Uh, there are just so many. Uh, there, there are at least four songs that will will remain on my any of my any of my playlists for the rest of the year for sure. Uh, with "Comeback Baby" being my favorite, with a very generous, very generous sample over it. It's basically just a sample, and then they threw the lyrics in over it. But it works for me. Um, it's because because it, push comes in. It's it's like this generous like uh, soul sample, and I forget the fucking name of the song, but and it just like push just cuts in with his like his uh, his growl voice, like his just like it's just, it's such a shift in tone, and it works so well, and it just oh it gets me going every time. Um, it's push is rapping his his typical coke coke raps. He you know he was a former drug dealer, former coke dealer. <laughs> um so he raps about it a lot but he he makes it work he, he's been doing that his whole career and it still works so you know he's doing something right uh if you know you know it's a fantastic opener uh the games we play has one of the, just like is uh, the horns and drums and that oh so good santeria has a fantastic uh um feature from 070 shake and uh yeah it's just fucking top to bottom just perfectly produced i will say it's 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 uh only number four because i think the last two tracks are close to skippable uh what would meek do is his song with kanye on the album and it just nothing about it really stands out for me there's some good lines in there i think kanye's verse is pretty good um but yeah nothing super special about it and infrared which is important in that that's the song that created the Drake, well, reignited the Drake beef because it existed way before that um, and led to 
Drake's Duppy Freestyle, which is a terrible name for a song, but it was a pretty good. It was a pretty pretty good diss track. It was like, and which then led to the story of Adidon, which is one of the greatest diss tracks ever released by Push T, which essentially ended the beef right then and there. And just, it's the most damage anyone has ever done to Drake's um, persona. Uh, so, it, it. I mean, he attacked the. In the span of one song, he insulted uh, uh, Drake's mother, his father, his he, his best friend who's dying, his illegitimate son, and Drake himself. So, it's, uh, and uh, I could talk a long time about it. I know you don't care, <laughs> it, but it was just the most savage uh thing i've heard in a while because especially because um drake's song was like oh you're basically amounts to you're washed up and you never amounted to the thing you should have been you you, your career is not as you did not do as well as you should have with your career and he you know he was kind of right uh push has never been as big as he could have been even though he's now like the president of good music kanye's label um <laughs> and in response, uh, Bush was like, "LOL, uh, your dad's a deadbeat, and you're also a deadbeat dad, <laughs> and uh, you hide your son from the world. Stop being a piece of shit." Um, yeah, it was it was something else, and so yeah, but the album itself, very good. I still I still. So I'll still pop it on again. You know, it's seven songs. It's a short. It's a short listen. It's a good. It's good for a quick pop on, if you're for working out or driving or whatnot. All right, Brittany, number three. All right, so my number three is going to be a very unheard of artist. Um, and there's a little bit of a story behind it, maybe a stupid one. Um, so back in October, when Paris was doing their fall tour, on some of the dates they had a band or artist, I don't know what they really are considered, uh, called Party Nails. Now, at the show I saw where Party Nails was playing, um, the lead singer had a friend, Jordan, playing bass for her. And for some reason, everybody in the audience just loved Jordan. <laughs> Just because she was hot, I guess. So anyway, uh, just based on that, I looked up Party Nails to see if maybe the recorded music was better than live. It's not. Um, and I also found out that Jordan makes her own music, too, um, under the name Sum. And so somewhat recently, she released her debut album, and it is just fucking incredible. Um just five songs that all have their own identity and it, it helps. So the EP doesn't seem like all the songs just kind of bleed one into another. Um, this is for sure. One of my favorite EP releases so far this year, um, which I know doesn't really sound like it's saying much because there hasn't really been a whole lot this year. I've been crazy about, but um, I'm super looking forward to an actual full length release from her now. Um, out of the five songs, I would say that Ordinary Fools and Don't Let Me are the two that I definitely listen to the most. But honestly, all five songs are so good. I might have to have you listen to it at some point just for the hell of it. Right. Um, but again, because it's five songs, I'm not going to include that as homework, obviously. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so that is my number three. 
All right. Uh, my number three won't take too long because uh, we just talked about it a little bit ago. It's a little dark age, MGMT. Um, it was the Daytona and Little Dark Age were kind of flipping back and forth. I could honestly make a case for either one being number three. Um, Little Dark Age is just so fucking catchy. Like all those songs, like the only songs that I don't really listen to anymore are uh, I know you love me and Michael, but I I, I kind of not I'm kind of over that one. And, yeah, I uh, mean honestly, I did like that song initially, but it is one of the weaker ones on the album, and it's not one that I listen to anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, hand, hand it over. Also, I kind of skip. Um, that but, was one I was a fan of to yeah. begin with. Yeah, uh, but like. One thing left to try is is this an '80s bop through and through, and it's so fucking good. Uh, we talk about when you die, and but and Little Dark is the title track is still I think my one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, just so such a good goth pop song, and it's just it, it's 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 beautiful, just a beautiful song. Um, yeah, it was the first album we both loved this year, so it was. And, it's and I think to... we I think we also mentioned back when it came out that it would probably make it onto our year endless too. And yeah. I mean, obviously, it made it through half the year being in our top five. So I I'm think sure. we we're right. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on both of ours. I, I'm pretty sure it's guaranteed to be on mine at this point. <laughs> it was being being a number three already. So we'll see. We'll see where it ends up by the end of the year if it stays there. If it drops a little lower. Um, but yeah, what's number two for you, Brittany? All right, so for number two, this is not going to be a surprising selection to literally anybody. Uh, it would be When My Heart Felt Volcanic by The Aces. Um, not really sure what I could possibly say about this album that hasn't already been said. Um, I have not gotten sick of a single song that's on here. Um, since we last talked about this album, I have seen them live two more times. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, one of the things that I can say is they've improved as performers so much just over the past couple months, which is incredible to me. Um, I Also, not to be a hipster or anything like I am, but uh, I'm kind of proud of us for being ahead of the curve here because they <laughs> are going to be going on um, a tour with Five Seconds of Summer, a band that I absolutely fucking hate. But I'm very happy <laughs> for them. But... <laughs> I think you're a groupie at this point, Brittany. Uh, so I, anyway, I hate Five Seconds of Summer, but this is going to be kind of a huge thing for them because they're going to get a lot more people listening to them just being, I guess, around like still a fairly young fan base. At least I hope they're received very well. Um, that's just what I'm anticipating. But um, yeah, I mean, that's my number two. Is anybody going to be surprised about this at all? Uh, no, I was curious. I, I know what your one and two were going to be. I was curious what the order they were going to be in. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I know uh, you probably, you probably actually expected that to be number one. Uh, yeah, I think I would have, I think I would have said that one, but that's because we've talked about that one before. We have not talked about the other one. Right. Um, <laughs> excuse me. My number two, we've also talked about before, uh, mostly just me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's, this was, this was the most surprising album of the year. Uh, Veteran by JPEG Mafia. Uh, the the album that really really got me more into experimental hip hop, um, finally, and it is just a it is just a strange thing, you know. It's got a sample of OD of ODB fucking opening his mouth <laughs> over any rap <laughs> raps over that. Uh, 
and or he so many and this lyrically to so many references to things that i love i i mean from video, video games and movies and wrestling a lot of wrestling references actually um he he takes shots at everyone he it's just it it just feels fresh every time i listen to it it feels different it's um Panic emoji, my favorite track in the album. Can all can let's do it any 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 day of the week. It's uh, yeah, and it's so varied too, from bangers uh, to some to some more a little more heart, surprisingly heartfelt heartfelt stuff in there with all the other content that he has. Um, yeah, it's just it's and I'm excited. I'm excited. He's he's been getting a lot a lot more buzz too. Uh, it's, it's helped that um, fucking Fantano really loved his album and did an interview with him on his site. But uh, and yeah, and also dead in hip hop. Also, Mike C Town is also a big fan, so that helps too. Uh, yeah, it's it's just great. It was it was my number one for most of the years um, until another album came out. But yeah, it's it just it just shows what what can be done in the genre, and when you um open your mind to 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 the possibilities. So real good, real good. All right, Brittany. Hit him, with, hit him with your number one. All right. So my number one uh, is something that I am sorely disappointed that we did not have the time to get around to when it was released. Um, but it is saved by now. Now, um, I actually feel pretty confident saying at this point, because we only have like another good four five and a half five months, right? Five months left of the year. Yeah, this fine. is probably going to be my album of the year. Um, the funny thing is the first couple times I listened to it, I love the album. And then some shit kind of happened where the lyrics just kind of corresponded to my life almost exactly. And it made me hate the album. So I guess you could say it came out at a terrible time. And I kept saying like, I need to just stop listening to it and come back to it later when things are better. And I'm so glad that I, I kind of was able to separate that from like my actual life because I just love this album so much. Um, I knew I was going to like it just from the singles that came out. Weirdly enough, they're kind of, they were adhering to the this strange trend where people are releasing entirely too many singles before an album comes out. Um, but I mean, they started with SGL, which is a really fun song. Um, I mean, the second those opening acoustic guitars come in, like, I get excited. Um, <laughs> yours is still my favorite song that has been released since the release of that song, which I think was like maybe last summer. So there has not been a song that I've liked more than that since it came out. (laughs) Very, very weird. Um, MJ is another just absolute bop. I mean, it's the message behind it is kind of goofy. It's just about like really loving Michael Jackson and stuff like that, but it's just, (laughs) it's a fun song. Um, Saved is uh, probably my favorite song on the album that wasn't previously released. Um, also a really, really fun song live, by the way. I got to see them a couple weeks ago, and uh, I just thought it was funny that the lead singer, Casey, felt the need to mention that this is the first song she wrote with the word fuck in it. Um, <laughs> I guess because they, they were a lot more like tame, like an, an indie band. Now... Um, with the departure of, I guess, one of the, the leads and co-writers, um, Jess Abbott, I think her name was, um, so they've gone into more pop territory, which, to be perfectly honest, is much more my thing these days anyway. 
Um, I think if Now Now had released an album that was very similar to their debut Threads in this year, I probably wouldn't be super into it. Um, yeah, I just, I love this album so much and I have not stopped listening to it since it came out in May. And I don't see how anything that comes out in the future is going to top it. Only thing I can say that would be able to compete is Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> and <laughs> it has awesome? not... It has oh. not been confirmed oh, okay. whether or not she's releasing anything this year. So we'll okay. see what happens. Um, all right, it's my turn. Yes, sir. Uh, it's weird because I feel the same way about the album I'm going to mention, um, that I'm pretty confident it'll be my number one uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, it is Kid See Ghosts by Kanye West and Kid Cudi. Okay. Um, a seven-track tour to fucking force it is it is so goddamn good oh my god um <clears throat> it it is such a perfect marriage of the good parts of, of kid cuddy and kanye um and it, which is crazy because cuddy hasn't put out an album i've truly loved since his debut album um in 2010 so and honestly it's i've thought most of the albums have been terrible since then most, <laughs> um speeding bullet to heaven is one of the worst albums i've ever heard in my entire life oh wow uh, okay yeah it's i i was confident that cuddy would never reach that point again and honestly he uh this album might be better and, and, and might compete with man on the moon one for my favorite cuddy thing um and this is honestly the best thing Kanye's probably put out since 2010. Also, um, I've liked I've liked things he's put out since then quite a bit. Like Life of Pablo, I like quite a bit. But um, yeah, it's just like and it's it's it highlights what Kanye and Cuddy are so good at doing that because Kanye's always said um, we're well not always said but for a very long time that the voice is the is um, the best instrument at our disposal essentially the great our greatest musical instrument is our voice and uh it's, he's i want to say he started saying that around the time of 808s and heartbreaks which will you'll understand why when you listen to that album but, um <laughs> and uh cuddy's kind of the same way he, cuddy's always been he he his best work was a, was one of the best mood albums ever created and that just the soundscape the way the, the sound of his voice is and it just the uh the hooks the way the hooks flow it just creates a feeling around you um and they are able to um evoke emotional response without without having the without having very deep lyrics like their lyrics aren't generally aren't super deep and they're generally pretty repetitive but the way that they, they all it all comes together creates creates a feeling and that's and um that's kind of like a vibe or mood a mood album in, in a nutshell is just like those things like that's what asap rocky like i said he's very good at doing that um and this is just a fucking perfect example of seven tracks just cre- creating a vibe of these guys dealing with their mental illness um and coming to grips with their mental illness and <clears throat> like i said they don't they don't lyrically dive too deep into it but you can you can you can tell their mental state just by the way that they are their lyrics are flowing this in this the instrumentals are playing in the background um fourth dimension it's a fucking banger well um might be my favorite song this year 
Kids See Ghost, the title track, is like the uh, it's like a very dark nursery rhyme almost. It's hard it's hard to describe. It's and it's again it's super repetitive. Like it's mostly just saying kids see ghosts sometimes. Like that lyric is over and over again in a lot of ways. But um it works. It's hard. Uh, I think the closest thing I'd say to I don't that I don't like on the album, uh the song Free, which is Ghost Town Part Two. Uh the hook and does uh, as it's hit or miss for me. Like the way they sing it is very hit or miss for me. Um, it grew on me after a while, but I still don't love it. Uh, I like it and I love it. Also, the, the very first track, "Feel the Love," has one of the uh, craziest vocal ad libs that initially was. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And as as I've listened to it more and more, it's become my one of my favorite parts of the album. Um, yeah, it's just it's just seven damn near perfect tracks it's a fantastic album i love it love it to death um you know what's funny is um it seems like what our two uh top albums of the year like it's going to be something that the other person wouldn't like um yeah sure but i feel like possibly towards the end of the year we probably need to make that mandatory homework um you know so we'll yeah. just like maybe maybe like I said maybe the last one of the year where we do our year end lists and stuff like that we will have maybe instead of regular homework we'll just have that or maybe we'll do both we'll see what happens but yeah, I feel we'll like we'll that's kind of necessary we have to listen to each other's top albums of the year yeah I also and yeah I would like you to hear more Kanye and at least that Cuddy album before we get before you listen to this um, I think that would help it but uh, um, and this, again it's July so there's time. Um, right. but yeah, I'm pretty confident it'll be number one. Like I said, uh, like, uh, barring, uh, Travis Scott's Astro World, I'm, I'm cross my fingers for it. it's going to come out this year. Um, but he might just be one album wonder at this point to me. I have a high, I hope it's fucking good because I love Rodeo. Um, also a fantastic mood album. Um, and then, you know, it's been two years since Frank Ocean's last album. He doesn't really follow traditional album schedules, but you never know. He, he, he could drop something he, at any moment. He, we oh, don't yeah. That, that's the thing about him is he, could, he does whatever. We could end this podcast yeah. to find out that he released an yeah. album. So, and, uh, you know, a new Frank Ocean album could easily take my number one spot because yeah, he, I love Frank Ocean. Um, and, of course, unannounced stuff, you know, all that jazz. Yeah, and that's the uh, thing, too, is I feel like with there being very little time, well, in my opinion, very little time left in the year, there hasn't really been a whole lot of stuff announced um, from artists that I love and are familiar with. Um, I think the only thing at this point that I'm really looking forward to that as a confirmed release is probably Metric's new album. And uh, the reason I'm so excited for that is because just based off of the first single, Dark Saturday, it seems very similar to Fantasies, which is pretty much everybody's favorite metric album except for um our good friend who is the most insane metric fan that you could ever possibly meet um <laughs> i always make it a point to bring up the song black sheep when i'm talking to her because that's because that's the song everyone knows and she hates that yeah uh, surprisingly but then again other uh, so many people know um gold guns girls um, i know i know other metric songs i've heard yeah, other i know songs. i know but you're right black sheep probably is that one that everybody knows at least people who are a little it's more got, on the it's got pilgrim song 
Yeah, the, I mean, uh, yeah. but you know what's crazy is she actually just told me recently she's never seen that movie. That's a, yeah, it's a good movie. She should watch it that is, movie. She would like. It's she, one of my favorite movies. She would like that movie. I'm pretty sure it's good. That's movie. what I said. I've tried to get her to watch it several times, and she won't. I think it's because of the metric song, but she won't yeah. admit it. I'm honestly, I'm honestly, the cover might be better than the actual song. I'm not gonna lie. Incorrect, so. but I'm not gonna argue about that right now. <laughs> the cover's real good. It's, uh, it's it's not the same thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping that within the next couple months, maybe some more stuff will be announced. Like I said, Carly Rae Jepsen releasing a new album would probably send my wig into outer space. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, Run the Jewels could put out some this year, too. I think they're w- working on something. Um, and they, I've not had to listen to them yet either, but that'll probably come eventually. Run the Jewels 3 will be one of your, will be your homework one of these days. Um, right. uh, so speaking of which, let's broaden our horizons, Brittany, and then close this out, I think. Cause, uh, we got our list down. And uh, yeah, I think we ending on a good positive note sounds like a good idea. So let's just give homework and uh, close it out. Uh, do you want to go first or want me to go first? I'll go first, because why the hell not? Uh, I feel like you probably were expecting this to come at some point. It just was a matter of when. Uh, because you enjoyed the first album I made you listen to so much. I feel like it's time that you listen to Paris's debut album, White Noise. Okay. Um, popular opinion is that this is the better of the two albums. I'm one of the rare people that is actually more into um, the sophomore album. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm very interested in seeing which side you fall on. Especially since you're probably one of few people that is actually listening to the debut album second. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it. I feel like a lot of people end up having nostalgia glasses on. They're like, oh, this is this is the album that made me discover this band, so it's automatically better. I can't look at it that way. I I just I don't necessarily agree, but like I said, I'm curious to see what you think. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I haven't listened to uh, it's been a while since I've heard the first album, I guess, since fucking what, January when we started doing this. So, yeah. yeah I think that yeah. was the first album I recommended. So, I, wanna, I don't I know. Maybe. Say, yeah, because mine was the Frank Ocean album. I think yours was the Paris album. Right, so. yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously you have the option to give yourself a refresher if you wanted to go. Yeah, I'll think of, I, I will think about it. No, that was, gen, that was genuine. I will genuinely think about doing that, actually. Um, it's been so long. Uh, all right. And I guess keeping up the theme of you knew it was coming eventually, it's uh, time for Kanye Part 2. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Two. Uh, Late Registration by Kanye West, his sophomore album. Um, some people's favorite Kanye album. Uh, it is a lot of old school hip hop, older hip hop fans' favorite Kanye album. Generally, um, is it, this is peak of early year Kanye in terms of just that his style of heavy sample usage, um, heavy soul sample usage, like from College Dropout. Oh, okay. Uh, it is closer. Yeah, I would say it. It and. Ter- it and college dropout have a lot, have some similarities to it in terms of the feel. I think this is all, well, this is Kanye kind of wanting to affirm himself as a major player in the rap game, in the hip hop game and music in general. Um, it is a more confident Kanye West college dropout was a lot of him. It felt like he was just like happy to be there almost. Uh, I mean, even fucking last, the very last song of the album is him basically telling his story of how he got into music, how he, how he finally broke out. Uh, yeah, it's it's another long one. Um, <laughs> Are there skits on this one too? 
Yeah, there are four skits on this one. Oh, man. All yeah. right. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, this is the last one with skits on it. <laughs> uh, you sound very confident in that. I'm super confident. There are interludes on other ones, but this might be, I think this is the last one with skits. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lock that in. Final answer. Um, it's, it's there. You are, you're going to recognize some songs on there for sure. Uh, I feel like that's probably going to happen with yeah. each album, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you also might recognize some, some feature artists on there from home, from home, homework, uh, in episodes past. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. So, help I, I think you'll like it. I think it'll be low. I think it'll be middle of your list by the end, toward maybe towards the bottom. We'll see. Oh, right. When you forced me to rank all the Kanye albums, I completely yeah. forgot about that. Well, you got you've got a college dropout at number two. I want to say is what you ranked it initially. So. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to put it at five. Or how many albums does he have now? Uh, this was number nine, eight or nine. Oh my god, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, I put it at number two. Yeah, you said two. So call drop out at number two. I want to say. All right, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see. I mean, like I said, after listening to um, the first album, I was a lot more hopeful that I wouldn't hate all the rest of his music. Um, so, yeah, I feel like there's a good chance that I'll like it. I, fe- I'm, I feel pretty confident that you're going to like White Noise. Um, I think it'll be quite a while before you dislike a Kanye album. I'm going to be frank. So probably something much more recent. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's good to know. I like to know that I'm going to put off torture for a little bit longer. (laughs) I'm I'm almost a hundred percent confident in what your least favorite Kanye album is going to be. Oh man. (laughs) So. (laughs) Is it going to be the one with the the naked person on the album? No. Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, We're we're going to talk. You don't have have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. No, we're going to talk about that one. Wait. Which naked? Which one with the naked person on the album? There's more <laughs> so, than one. Well, there's one with a with a picture of a like a girl's ass, but and there's one with like then there's one with like a drawing of uh, of like it's got a naked. It's like a kind of like a paint like a painting kind of look to yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one that I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not gonna hate that one. <laughs> so, oh, all right. <laughs> we we're gonna talk about that one. Trust me. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh. So yeah, I think that's. Some good homework, some positive vibes. We're back in business here. For, uh, yeah, that's uh, what eight episodes now. You know, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you got anything else, to, I don't see anything else to say. I think we can say, say goodbye. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're good. We we tried to shove as much of the past three months into a, somewhere around an hour as possible. Yeah. Uh, so I guess. Until next time, whatever that may be. <laughs> Later. See ya. Let's go. Let's go. I'm in my zone, he's on Smoking on the homegrown Feeling like I'm all alone Used to go to King Dome Rock the park with Tony Tone Listening to Bone Bone Feelings in my Bone Bone I could tell it I could give a fuck about it